0: T8K
1: News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. Protester nicknamed Captain America 2.0 pleads not guilty to inciting secession. Police arrest a man on suspicion of stabbing an elderly la- neighbor to death, and North Korea fires a projectile into waters off its east coast. March and man, a protester nicknamed Captain America 2.0 for the way he dressed has pleaded not guilty to one count of inciting secession at the district court ahead of the opening of his trial. Tom McLinden has more. Mr Mars accused of inciting others to commit secession on 19 occasions between August and November last year. The prosecution alleges he chanted slogans and displayed banners advocating independence. It'll summon two witnesses to the trial, which is expected to last five days. Mr Mars been remanded in custody for 10 months since his arrest in November last year. Police say they have arrested a 35-year-old man on suspicion of murdering his elderly neighbour in Maung San yesterday. The force says it believes the two had no grudges and that the suspect may have been mentally ill at the time of the attack. Police allege the suspect assaulted the 84-year-old man with a 15-inch long knife in the corridor of the public housing block. He allegedly fled but was later arrested at Prince of Wales Hospital. Conservationists say the Chief Executive Carrie Lam should prioritise the development of brownfield sites for housing when she delivers her policy address a week on Wednesday. Greenpeace and Liber Research Community say a joint study of theirs had found 160 hectares of such unused former industrial sites, enough for around 50,000 public housing flats. Caesar Choi from Liber Research Community said converting the site would solve the problem of unused brownfields, as well as being less costly than land reclamation or using country parks. If we resort to other more costly options in terms of money and in terms of environmental costs, such as, you know, reclamations and developing country parks, it wouldn't be a sensible choice. And brownfield itself, it's much more lower than reclamation and country parks and Itself is a problem to solved. so we ask that Caroline uh, solve the housing problem and the browser problem itself in her policy address. Increased smuggling activities near the Hong Kong-Zhuhai-Macau Bridge have become a threat to the survival of pink dolphins, that's according to Vienna Mack from the Hong Kong Dolphin Conservation Society. She says large numbers of smuggling speedboats began to gather north of the bridge near Sha Chau last year, and in August, and July, and August this year. They moved south and started to stay in the waters off Tai O. Ms Mack says Customs and Marine Police vessels had often tried to disperse the speedboats and illegal fishing boats, but they usually quickly returned. The conservationist said these vessels could hurt and disturb the animals. These kind
0: of smuggling boats, they are moving so fast and they would... ...pump into the dolphins and cut the dolphins and the dolphins may die because of the collision. And also this kind of noise created by the smuggling boat will also dispel the dolphins from their favourite habitat. For example, the nursing grounds and the feeding grounds.
1: Yesterday, the police commissioner, Roman Su said the force would crack down on smugglers... ...following the death of Marine Police Inspector Lam Yun Yi, who died during an anti-smuggling operation. North Korea has accused the United States of hostility and demanded the end of joint military exercises with South Korea. The Remarks by Pyongyang's ambassador to the UN General Assembly in New York came as his country conducted another weapons test. BBC's Laura Bicker reports from Seoul. Just as the UN ambassador, North Korea's UN ambassador, stands at the podium of the United Nations General Assembly, at North Korea lets off another missile. Officials in Tokyo claim it was a ballistic missile, but that's not been confirmed here by officials here in South Korea or in the United States just yet. What we're seeing, or what we appear to be seeing, is a North Korea coming out of isolation. We've had six months of a very quiet Pyongyang, and now we've had a series of missile tests and a series of demands. The Pentagon says the United States has successfully tested a hypersonic missile capable of five times the speed of sound. The free flight test of the hypersonic air-breathing weapon concept took place last week. The missile was released from an aircraft seconds before its engine kicked in. It's the first successful test by the US of this class of weapons since 2013. Both Russia and China say they've built and tested similar weapon systems. A federal judge in the United States has approved the unconditional release of John Hinckley, the man who tried to kill President Ronald Reagan in 1981. Hinckley, now 66, was found not guilty on grounds of insanity and spent the next 35 years in a psychiatric hospital. Hinckley's lawyer, Barry Levine, welcomed the release. I think John
0: has done exceedingly well over a long period of time. The risk of danger is exceedingly low. Was described in one of the reports as remote. Another report
1: as lowest possible on a testing scale. Court in New York has found the American singer R. Kelly guilty of sex trafficking and racketeering in connection with the abuse of women and underage girls and boys. A five-week trial heard how the singer ran a criminal enterprise that had recruited women and children for sex. Speaking outside the court, Prosecutor Jacqueline Kazoulis welcomed the verdict. In rendering its verdict today, the jury delivered a powerful message to men like R. Kelly. No matter how long it takes, the long arm of the law will catch up with you. Also speaking outside the courthouse, Kelly's attorney, Devereaux Canick expressed disappointment. As I said earlier, of course Mr. Kelly is disappointed. He was not anticipating this verdict because based on the evidence, why should he anticipate this verdict? When you go over the Discovery, you saw witness after witnesses giving three, four, five different versions as to what they said happened here. Germany is heading into a period of intensive coalition negotiations which will see the Social Democrat candidate Olaf Scholz try to convert his party's narrow electoral victory into a working majority for government. Mr Scholz hopes to replace Angela Merkel as Chancellor before Christmas if he can form a coalition. Frank Schwaber is a veteran SPD MP. He says the time is right for a Chancellor from his party.
0: It's a quite new situation for Germany, the situation is that it was a quite big success for us and in comparison to the uh, Christian Democrats. We are really the ruling party and if you look into the other party situation of the Green Party and the Liberals, they win as well and so I think uh, there's a majority in Germany and if you have looked into some polls there are two thirds of people who say Olaf Scholz should be the chancellor of, of Germany.
1: South Korea's President Mu Jae-in has entered the debate about the traditional practice of consuming dog meat. Mr Moon, who's a dog lover, questioned whether the time had come to ban the cuisine after discussing the matter with his Prime Minister. It's estimated a million dogs are slaughtered for the kitchen annually, though a growing trend of keeping dogs as pets has seen numbers falling. Business news and China is facing increasing power shortages and blackouts across at least 10 provinces adding further pressure on the mainland economy that's already under pressure due to a property sector crackdown and the debt woes surrounding developer Evergrande. Some provinces have ordered industrial cuts to meet emissions targets, while others are facing electricity shortages because of high coal and natural gas prices. Almost half of China's 23 provinces missed energy intensity targets set by Beijing and are now under pressure to curb power use. Appearing on RTHK's Money Talk program, Andrew Ferris, CEO of Econosis, was asked how much of this was self-inflicted. The self-inflicted part uh, relates, of course,
0: to emission control, and unfortunately, you can't you can't have it both ways. In other was the more electricity you produce, the more CO you, you produce, and therefore huh, something has to give. That's point number one. Point number two is, is of course, the pricing system of uh, and distribution of Chinese power is, uh, is occasionally, when I look at it, it is occasionally Byzantine to the extent uh, that uh, there are subsidies and also there are controls as to how much it, can, uh, it uh, individual power companies can actually charge. But their distribution system is under an enormous slow change on something that's called a hyper-distribution system on which China is possibly one of the leading technologies in the area. Mm-hmm. And that might help, but we're not, it's not going to help now. Which simply turns around and shows us how lucky we are in Hong Kong, where we have, uh, second to Singapore only, uh, a stability stroke reliability of 99.9999999. at how many nines you want after that. In other words, we never have power cuts.
1: Michelle Lam, greater China economist at Société Générale Corporate and Investment Banking, said the economy would likely face headwinds, possibly for the rest of the financial year and next. She was also speaking on Money Talk. I think very much likely we will have to um, de- reduce our third quarter GDP forecast. Right now we are having the forecast at 5%. And, um, and the fourth quarter, I think um, it very much depends on whether the government is going to be... Be going to adopt a more flexible approach because right now we are not just seeing the uh, slowdown in the uh, in the d- economy because um, of of these production house, but also because of the fact that the housing sector is clearly slowing because of the government's deleveraging uh, uh, campaign that started uh, last year. Mm. Um, so the the economy is right now having a, a lot of negative factors that I think uh, there is serious downside risk to the e- economy, not just. For the rest of the year, but also next year as well. Short time ago, the Hang Seng index was at 24,579. That's 364 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $76 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 111.16 yen. The euro stands at one US dollar and 16 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong dollars and 66 cents. Sport and South Africa are celebrating their title in the men's rugby sevens World Series. Neil Powell's side won both rounds of the shortened 2021 circuit after beating Great Britain 24-12 in the final in Edmonton.
0: A lot of youngsters that had the first days of the World Series, and I think they've done very well with the management of the senior players in a in squad. I think credit to the senior guys as well. I think they um, they managed this, the younger guys uh, well. To um, guide him in the right direction.
1: This year's championship was reduced to two tournaments in Canada because of the pandemic. Britain finished as runners up, level on points with Kenya, who lost to South Africa in the Vancouver final. The Canadians finished fourth overall, two points ahead of the United States. Hong Kong signed off by beating Ireland to finish seventh in Edmonton. Tries from Hugo Stiles, Max Denmark and Liam Herbert gave Hong Kong a 21-14 victory and back-to-back seventh-place finishes in Canada. Next to football, Brighton missed the chance to go top in the English Premier League but picked up a point thanks to a late effort by Neil Morpe. Brighton drew 1-1 with Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park. The game was watched by the BBC's Alistair Bruce Ball. Brighton missed the chance to go top of the table, but in the end were grateful to snatch a point through Neil Mopé's expertly executed lob. It came from a Crystal Palace mistake, a poor clearance by goalkeeper Vicente Guaita, but Jordan Ayew will also be kicking himself and not making the game safe when presented with a glorious chance to put Palace 2-0 ahead. Patrick Vieira's team had looked the more incisive throughout and led through Wilfred Zaha's penalty just before half-time. They threw this away, really, and then tempers boiled over at the end with Robert Sanchez and James MacArthur involved in a confrontation and Palace fans seemed enraged by Brighton's players' celebrations as they left the field, led by goalscorer Mopé. Attention turns to the Champions League tonight with the English champions Manchester City travelling to the French capital to play Paris Saint-Germain. Here's a preview from the BBC's John Murray.
0: While the focus will inevitably fall on Lionel Messi if he's recovered from a knee injury in time to play, and all the indications are that he has, there is a much wider picture. It renews the rivalry of these two superclubs who last met only four months ago, when City won both here in Paris and in Manchester to reach their first Champions League final. This time, it's only a group match, and surely these two sides will eventually go through. But they are the runners-up in the last two finals, and it's certainly not impossible they could both end up in St. Petersburg at the end of May.
1: Liverpool take on Porto in the Champions League group stage match tonight, having come from behind to beat AC Milan in their first game to top the group. Liverpool were held to a 3-3 draw against Brentford in the Premier League at the weekend, but their boss Jurgen Klopp says facing the Portuguese side is a different prospect.
0: It's a different team, obviously. It's, um, we'll play a different style, but we'll go direct as well. We'll go for second balls as well. So, yeah, we have to improve in that department for sure. Uh, but it's not not now the moment for, for being concerned or whatever. It's um, We spoke about it, obviously, and we know we cannot do it like that. So I think we sorted that.
1: And England's Moeen Ali has announced his retirement from Test cricket. The 34-year-old won 64 caps for England taking 195 wickets and scoring five centuries. Now the weather, to be mainly fine and very hot. Light winds, the outlook, mainly fine and very hot, apart from isolated showers in the next couple of days, sunny periods during the national day and weekend. Temperatures currently 31 degrees, humidity 72%, and the very hot weather warning is in force. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Protester nicknamed Captain America 2.0 pleads not guilty to inciting secession. Police arrest a man on suspicion of stabbing an elderly man to death. North Korea fires a projectile into waters off its east coast. The news from RTHK.
0: With music,
1: news and information,
0: this is
1: Radio 3. <laughs> Stop. Stop.
0: Still going strong after all these years? No, not me, that's Duran Duran.